a little disclaimer before we get rolling here. You're about to hear some ads. They're all from local entities that want to support the baseball community. A lot of these guys have deep connections. We're players themselves. So if you see having a need for any one of these services, please go patronize these guys. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Jason Knadler and the Bank of Springfield. I will be the first to tell you that I am not the most literate person financially, but I do know people. And I know that the Bank of Springfield has invested in a lot of people that I know and trust. They have invested heavily in former local area athletes and baseball players. Off the top of my head, I can think of, you know, Jason Knadler, Justin Knadler, Eric Weaver, Tim Wallen, Greg Morantz, Frank Stefano, Murph Mathiot, Ryan Murphy. These are all guys that I know and trust and would have no problems putting my financial future in their hands. And so Bank of Springfield is always involving themselves in local charities and the community and talks about being a family. Um, so if you're going to put your money somewhere, take it to Bank of Springfield. These are guys you can trust. We are also brought to you by Hurwitz Enterprises. They can be reached at 217-544-4002. Get a hold of them for all your commercial real estate needs. They've been in the best in the business since 1978 around here. I'm talking Joe, I'm talking Mimi, I'm talking Mikey, all working there. This is an absolute baseball family. I love the Hurwitz family. Jake, the older brother, played at Illinois College. Henry played with me at Lincoln Lane Community College, one of my favorite all-time teammates. And Mikey, the youngest, was a stud at the U of I. Again, love this family. Go support them. Thanks, Hurwitz. We are also brought to you by Washco Strength and Speed, located at 3604 North Peoria Road. There's also a second location in Jacksonville. Jared can be reached at 217-899-3233. I do not think there is a better place to take your youth athlete, specifically a baseball or softball player, than Washco Strength and Speed. Jared was an SHG grad. Um, He went to ISU. He pitched at SCI. He has a certified strength and conditioning specialist, which is the top certification you can get in the game. He is on it with his programming. He stays on new modalities and training methods. Um, He offers summer camps, team training, group training, arm care, velocity work. The proof is really in the pudding when it comes to Jared. All of his athletes get stronger. They get faster. They get more explosive. Um, they're, They're less injury prone. He's cranking out athletes to college. If you really care about your athlete and you want to invest in them, Send them to Washco Strength and Speed. We are also brought to you by Body Symmetry, located at 2201 West White Oaks Drive, bodysymmetry.com. More specifically, Chad Marshik, the owner, head trainer. This guy is just amazing on so many levels. He is capable of training anyone from a child to a pro athlete to just your normal everyday person to the elderly. Um, and not only is he a trainer, but he is also adept with you know physical therapy, nutrition. Everything is going to be customized to you and what you need. There's a movement analysis when you first come in to address any deficiencies you have. It's all customized. You know, Chad is the most positive, happy guy I've ever been around. Uh, body symmetry will get you right. I would you know put my my faith in Chad and his trainers any day. So go to bodysymmetry.com. Get set up. Chad, we appreciate you. Thank you. 
We are also brought to you by Milner Dentistry, located at 755 South Grand Avenue West. They can be reached at 217-528-3384. Dr. Ty and his staff are incredible. The place is clean. They do amazing work. They can handle all your dentistry needs. Uh, Thanks again to Dr. Ty for agreeing to sponsor us here. He was a standout at Rochester SCI and then later had a really cool story of walking on at the U of I. Have a ton of respect for this guy. Please go support Dr. Ty and Milner Dentistry. It's a long story, baby. All comes. Dusty, do we have you there, bud? Yep. Okay, we're rolling. I'm going to start you off with a tough question, man. What is the greatest baseball movie of all time? Oh, man. Put me on the spot early. Right on. Uh, the pressure. For Dreams? I mean, there's there's a bunch of good ones, but uh, Field of Dreams is it for me. Um, took a trip there when I was a kid. Magical, Lost a few Oh, it is. We lost a three-on-three basketball tournament, so I'm surprised my dad still let me go. But uh, <laughs> we went. Uh, I got one swing. I flew out weekly to the shortstop. But, yeah, it's a great movie, great experience. And uh, I love the big league games there, too, they've been having recently. So. Isn't that cool that they've, they've done that? They've kind of redid a field there and kind of recreated some of that magic. That's, that's, I love it, too. Very cool. Same. Makes me want to go back again and take my kids. So. Yeah, I, I plan on doing the same for my kids someday. All right, man, we are rolling here. This is the post-game spread podcast. This is an absolute treat for me to have on uh, Dusty Bensko. Uh, You were one of the first names I thought of when I wanted to do this podcast, kind of highlighting people's stories in baseball and interesting things they've been through and ups and downs. And, like, you were number one, man. Um, Dusty, let's let's get right into your accolades here, man. And uh, I know you're a humble guy, so do your best to to, uh, take these, but – if you uh, if you think '90s, late '90s, early 2000s baseball and Central Illinois, Illinois, I think you're. If Dusty Bensco doesn't come to mind, then I don't know what you're thinking about. But let's get into it. All right, Dusty was a two-time All-State. Uh, was two-time All-State in basketball with a career points of 2,479. State champs in 2000 in baseball and basketball, and still the only two-time winner um, for high school to do that in both sports in one year. Uh, USA Today All-American, uh, junior high state champs as well. I, I looked that one up as well. <laughs> IB, IBCA uh, Hall of Fame in baseball, 524 career average, 50 doubles, 37 homers, 210 RBIs, 169 runs, scored 29-7 record, 2.52 ERA, 298 Ks. Uh, we went to state three years in a row, um, three-time All-State in baseball, 117 and 22 record while the Plains. I'm not done yet, folks. All right. Uh, U of I, uh, senior year, Big Ten home run RBI leader. Uh, second in single season RBI all time in U of I history. All Big Ten team, 2005. This guy played in uh, some of the elite premier summer collegiate baseball leagues, uh, CICL, the Coastal Plains, and the Alaska League. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And now – uh, we also coached the Sliders one summer, and now we are the current head coach at Chicago Lincoln Park High School. Is that right? 
Oh, uh, retired. Retired now. Yeah. Just, I, I, uh, yeah, that's all right. I teach at Evanston Township High School now. Got I am the head. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm a head coach of a 10U and 8U softball team. So close, okay. close enough. Are, are those your kids? Yeah. My two. So I have three daughters, 10, 7, and 3. So I coach the 10-year-old and the 7-year-old. That's precious. Yeah. And you are married to the for the former Leanne Trapp, is that? Yes. And one yep. of the Trapp sisters? Yeah, okay, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, man. Uh, again, this is, uh, you know, I, I was a couple years behind you, and we don't really know each other very well. We've had a few brief kind of interactions. I remember seeing you a few times at the hitting center back in the day when yep. you would be hitting, hitting with Phil. I think you guys were yep. both playing pro ball, and I would be hitting with the Canadler brothers. And, you know, you were always very kind, and – um but the legend for me of Dusty Bensko and for a lot of people around this area kind of started way back. And I hope you can take me back there, but uh, kind of started way back in Little League. And uh, I'd love it if you could kind of take me back to kind of like what it was for Dusty Bensko kind of growing up in baseball and falling in love with it. I, uh, I've interviewed four different people for this that are from your past. One of them being Joey Albesmeyer, one of my, you know, great, great guy. Yeah. Yep. He had amazing quotes, and he kind of painted a picture of you guys kind of growing up in this very kind of like classic Americana, like riding your bikes around and playing sports together and like doing all that really cool stuff outdoors together. Um, is that kind of accurate, or just take me through it, buddy? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean, he's got nailed it. So, um, you know, when we were kids, much different time. When, you know, I'd leave my house at 8 a.m. and say, see you later, mom, and come back yeah. at 6 p.m., and yeah. You know, we drive, we ride our bikes to the field. We were big into cork ball. I don't know if you ever played any cork ball, the, the little tiny ball, the tiny bat. Um, but we'd get after it all day long with, you know, Joey, Jordan Roth, Tyler Kastner, Joe Miles. Those were a lot of my neighbors when we were really young. Um, oh, cool. And yeah. then we, uh, you know, just started playing Little League in uh, Pleasant Plains. And then we mm -hmm. uh Started playing in the Southwest League. I don't know what league were you, Fairview or Southwest? So I was Southeast. You're, do you I was, remember? I was, I was two years. No, no, no. You in Southwest? Sorry. Oh, in the Southwest Little League. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So um, we played Southwest Little League. I remember early on we played uh, Fairview Little League, and it was I mean, man, we were probably ten or eleven years old, and we played Fairview. We thought we were pretty good, and I remember facing. PJ Finnegan and Dairy Queen. So they oh, were, we're already DQ. going there. We're already going there, buddy. Go. Is that too early? Is that too no, early? We, no, we can go. <laughs> Please go. So this would, have been, this would have been Bank of America for your team. Yeah. So we were, we were Bank of America. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought we were pretty good. And then, so this was before they were DQ. We were probably like nine or 10. And I remember going over to a park at Fairview and they just kicked our butts. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're running through the first base bag, turning left. They're tagging us out. We're crying. I mean, just, they, they just kicked, kicked our butts. And that, that was my intro to uh, Greg Finnegan, PJ uh -huh. Finnegan, yep. Tug Hewlett, uh, Jeff. Legendary just a, names. Yeah. Just, just a butt whooping when I was about nine years old, you know, and, <laughs> When you're nine, you think you're pretty, you know, oh, man, yeah. we're so awesome. And then, I mean, it was a rude awakening. But, yeah, yeah you're, it, you're it was a, great. You're a, you're, your will to win is legendary. All these guys that I talked to talked about that. Was that difficult for you, getting your butt kicked? Did that kind of light a little fire under you? Or, yeah, you definitely, know? man. You know, it. it uh, even when you're so young, it just kind of makes you realize that, okay, there's some, there's some other guys out here. Yeah. 
I don't want to lose to ever again. Um, even though we would, uh, until we joined each other. So, but yeah, it was exactly that, that was our, uh, a good experience. And we played like pleasant plain local little league too. We'd go to like Chandlerville, Virginia. And that was with like Joey and Joe miles and Tyler Kastner, Jeff Straco, those guys from pleasant plain. So like our parent being a parent now makes me really appreciate how all in my own parents were and the parents of my my so friends much. like yeah. you just I just took it for granted you know when you you're really young did. you're and then now I'm you know I'm trying to go two places at once I don't know how my mom and dad and these parents yeah. did this with without one complaint so <laughs> yeah you know totally. I, I feel the exact same it was it was just understood that okay now I'm playing travel baseball and I get this nice yeah. bat and we get to travel yep. every weekend it never occurred to me like you know the, the sacrifices that my parents that other parents were, were putting in to you know put this opportunity in front of us Yep. Same, same for me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, then, you know, as we got a little bit older, that's when we, ter- we were Southwest bank of America and then Fairview was DQ. Yeah. Dairy queen, man. Dairy queen. I love Loaded. those guys now, but I did not like them when I was 11 <laughs> and 12. So not at all. Yeah, but so uh, if, I could, if I could set the stage for you guys, sure. What's going on here. So Dusty was in uh, was on the Bank of America and Southwest Little League. There were two opposing Little Leagues in Springfield at the time. It was basically um, Fairview and Southwest, correct? Would you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, basically. So Bank of America, they were killing everyone in Southwest. Nobody could mess with them. Same thing with Dairy Queen and Fairview. These two really good teams. And eventually they would, you know, a few years down the road, I guess I'm giving it away, they would join forces and become this dynasty traveling team that i can't wait to talk about later but i'm going to save that for now sure so let's so let's go so uh your last year of, of southwest here and this is when i first heard of you actually so i'll get to that in a second but you guys so you guys clean up southwest and then you guys go to the state tournament yeah so we so we went yeah we won the southwest uh league and and at the time i think there was two state tournaments one in rockford and one yeah. in springfield so we yes. went to i don't know how it I don't know how it got decided where you went, but we went to Rockford um, and then Dairy Dairy Queen, which was Greg Finnegan and PJ Finnegan, Mm -hmm. um, Greg's team went to Springfield. Um, So we, we ended up in Rockford and won that state tournament, came back and actually watched Dairy Queen beat. I can't think of what uh, Tug and Jeff Hewlett's team name was, but that's Dairy Queen beat Tug's team. Yeah. And then I don't know if you're, Yes, the little yeah. pick up the pickup rule. So, oh, yeah. Um, so we each won like a uh, kind of a state tournament, and then we both went yeah. to I think it was Minnesota to play. It is Minnesota, in the, yeah. In like the regional championship, and the winner goes to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we both battle all through the tournament. We actually beat them. I think it might have been the only time I ever that our team ever beat those guys was in like a regulation game in that tournament. Really. Um, and so they come back and kick our butts two times in a row and they get to go to Puerto Rico. So, And um, is it to my understanding, you guys, it was two Springfield teams at the end of that tournament. Yeah. So we're, so it's Isn't teams from all over crazy teams from all yeah. over the middle Midwest. And then it's two teams, one from Southwest, one from Fairview. Yeah. Um, and that, and like you said, as you kind of led to like those two teams are really who ended up making yeah. Uh, the Springfield Statesman and Greg and Tim Hewlett started it. And 
um, really made it. But yeah, it, it was. I mean, it's crazy talking about eleven and twelve year olds like that. But there was a I lot know. of oh, a lot of uh, talent there. out there. Oh, a lot and of we, talent, and it's it's a huge. And I really meant. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's a huge testament to how much talent was around here in that area. That these two Springfield teams were battling for this regional, you know, spot. Which is like I think there might have been four regionals, or whatever, for Peary's. But it's teams yeah. from all over the country, and it's two Springfield teams at the very end. Yeah, pretty cool. And I think it really actually like helped us as we went to high school too, because the Bank of America team was was mostly. Uh, Pleasant Plains kids, so all kids that were going to end up at Pleasant Plains High School. Yeah. So I just think that, you know, playing at that level, playing together, really helped us uh, down the line as, as we got older and, and continued yeah. to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm ready to get to my first quotes here. So I did four <laughs> interviews. Three of them, I think you're going to be like, okay, that makes sense. One of them is going to be a little obscure for you. So for okay. my first interview, I just got a few quotes from them that I have to hit here because it's the perfect time. It's from John Eck. Remember John Eck? I do. So you guys, yeah. Yeah. Really? So you guys picked yeah. up John yeah, Eck just for that a state tournament? Yeah. Yeah. And so John's still a good buddy of mine, and that was where the legend of you really kind of started because that next year they kind of cleaned up the league, and then they – I was a year younger, so they picked me up when they went to state tournament, and, you know, I heard all the tales of you know, he said, so here's just some of these quotes. He said, you were the first player he was ever scared of and that you were just this unreal <laughs> combo of size and talent. And uh, he said, everyone was trying to copy your batting stance in that league, in the Little League. Uh, you set a state tournament record of eight home runs in Rockford, won the home run derby in the Minnesota regional. And he just said that you just had like an aura about him. And then the last quote was that him and his dad, I want to say you were 13 or 14. They said they watch you hit for what they called the home run cycle. And he explained it to me. He said it was a homer to right, a homer to center, a homer to left. And it was either a grand slam or one over the scoreboard. He couldn't remember, but I had to hit you with some John Eck quotes there real quick. Yeah. John, uh, I was going to just mention him when I was talking about our team, because we picked up John um, and another kid and John really helped us and made us a lot better. And then his, his dad was a good dude too. Just baseball, Absolutely. just a base baseball family. Lifer, good people yeah. but yeah yep we picked him up and he helped us a ton um yeah moving forward through that tournament yeah i appreciate absolutely. those quotes yeah, of course so. dude there's there's so many more quotes to come so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so then we we even went up and played at that field too and i loved that field at rockford it was like ray pilates or something but like a really nice little league field if you remember right i do yeah, yeah we we went up there yeah we went up there when we were 11, we uh, won the league and went to Rockford and just, you know, we, we took it on the chin a little bit. Sure. Um, and then, so we wanted to go back and I think we actually lost our first game of the state and then came back and won every game to win the, the tournament. So um, John Eck did some nice pitching. Some yeah, guys got go. hot. So yeah, it was, it was a great experience. So. Once again, I just can't believe that our parents, like at the drop of a hat, were like, "We're going to Rockford," and then yep, a week later, we're going to Minnesota. We're going to Minnesota. Like right, my life, I don't know stuff. if I could. I know, I don't think my life, I could do that, man. So, yeah, I it totally was, agree. Yeah, I, I couldn't just a lot, a lot of, a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, at, at that time, for for sure. So okay, yeah. So then you guys go up to Minnesota, and you guys lose that. So, so that's you've been twelve years old. 
Yep. The next the next year is this when the statesmen start up or what are we doing after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the statesmen start the next year, but we're playing in like I don't even know the 13, 14 year old Southwest League. Okay. But we yeah. still have a team in that league, Pleasant Plains. So the statesmen have started, um, okay. and they reached out to my family, you know, and I'm only and I think my parents. Um, weren't ready to do that. They wanted to stick with Pleasant Plains. I think that was like, if you ask my parents and me, probably the hardest part was, you know, choosing to play for the Statesman the next year felt like I was leaving my, my friends, my town, my team. Um, And so that's, I think, you know, most likely the reason looking back why we didn't join it the first year, but we battled in the, uh, in the Southwest league. And yeah. we just kind of, we just had our Pleasant Plains travel team and we went to a few tournaments um, when we were 13. And then the next year as the, the 14 year was when um, I joined the Statesman. So it was okay. the second year of the Statesman. Yeah. Um, and that team was what a special team. loaded. Yeah. What a special team, man. Let me, a great, great me, summer for you guys. Um, if you don't know and you're tuning in, the Statesmen were a legendary traveling team here that just cranked out some wild talent. I mean, now travel ball is they, they you know, kids are being brought in from all over the place. But this was right here in Springfield. And I'm going to go down a little roster here. This roster had uh, eight Division One players and five people that went on to play professional baseball. So Tim Hewlett, Auburn, MLB, Joe Hewlett, McNeese State, Indy Ball, Bogum, Parkland, St. Joe's. P.J. Finnegan, SIU Carbondale, played in the Tigers organization. Phil Laurent, Liberty University, Indy Ball, and then he played in the Padres organization for a little bit. Clint Cuffle, D1 basketball player. J.R. Kyes, U of I, Lincoln Land. Nate Guernsey, he was a good hooper. I think he was the only one that didn't play college baseball. Uh, Matt Clark, ISU, Division One. Adam Locker, Terry Parnell, Lincoln Land, and then you, of course, Dusty Bensko. Those are the big names that I have. I know there were a few people that kind of came in and out, but those are some of the, the names when I think of the statesman, you know. Yeah, we had yeah, there was a we had some other guys too that were great high school players. Uh, Let's go, Trevor Par Trevor Parnell played at Glenwood. Adam Locker Southeast was a was a great uh, high school player, and then we had some other guys that filled in late, like later as we got older. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey, Joey Hemstock. Uh, Joey Hemstock played. Um, Scotty uh, Beach, Scotty Beach, Ryan Beach, those guys all played. Yeah, no, you know, it just goes to show you, like, there's just so much talent um, that we could do it all from within one town, really. You know, a few yeah. small town guys like me, Bo, Clint Cuffle, Matt Clark, but you know, mostly it's just kids from Springfield, man, playing in those two leagues we talked about. Crazy, yeah, yeah it really was. And uh, so I, I got a ton of information from from Greg Finnegan on, on your on your Statesman days, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start it out with uh, with one quote here. And when you started really separating yourself, he said he said Dusty started doing things that made everyone stop and watch. And he, he mentioned a 400 foot something home run as a 14 year old at Normal West, and you guys were just like winning big games at Cabo World Series. And he said you really were like becoming a, a true pressure player. And uh, that, that kept coming up over and over again, that you thrived under pressure over. Like, Greer said that, Albsmeyer said that, Greg said that. I mean, obviously, your, your resume speaks for itself, and you don't have to say anything. But, yeah, some, some, some pretty cool quotes by, uh, by Greg Finnegan. I had about a 30-minute conversation with Greg 
about the statesman and you guys. And I think he could have kept going for a couple more hours. <laughs> and I'm I don't sure. mean that in a negative way. I mean, like, no, no, no. Yeah. He was, it was truly a, a really special time in his life. And I, he, he looks back on it and has a lot of, a lot of pride for it. And yeah, such, such, such a cool thing. Statesman growing up, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was some of the best baseball of my life, you know, and those, you know, like Greg and Tim and those guys that started it, started it from nothing. Um, and they're like, well, we want to take this to the next level. And, um, you know, we had some great tournaments, played some great baseball, traveled all over uh, the Midwest, Florida, you know, yeah. everywhere. So um, it really, I think, helped all of us in our baseball careers uh, to push us to be better. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine going and, you know, competing against some of, some of the best players in the country has got to be such a, you know, and you guys were doing well. Is obviously, you know, going to be lifting your your, your confidence as a, as a ball player and yeah, and then yeah. When we were here, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah. When we were fourteen, I think we were some something like eighty and ten, what? third and third in the Cobb World Series. Uh, you know, but like you said, we had a big league doctor. You know, mm-hmm. PJ Finnegan, who to me was a big league arm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But at the time, he was just a big league middle infielder. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Some some great stuff, and then to come back, and you you just felt prepared for uh, high school. And to me, like when this is not, I hope I don't sound old, but but travel <laughs> baseball back then was a little bit. It wasn't everybody did it. He paid their money. It was like hundred percent. It, it was an in, an invitation, you know, to, to come do this. It wasn't like I don't I don't play, so I'm going to start this team. It was, you know. So I think that like the talent that was on those teams was really, really high. I think yeah. kids today are even more talented than we were. There's just way more travel teams. So. Yeah, it's all, it's all filtered. It's filtered a little different. Out. Yeah, yep, yep. There was, like back in our day, there was a few travel ball teams here in town, and if you weren't, you know, selected to be on it, then you were playing rec ball, and that's just the way it was. Right. But yeah, but now just exactly what you said. If, you know, if some dad is upset that his kid didn't make the team, he just starts his own team. And there's, right. you know, there's, there's 20 travel ball teams there in Springfield now. I can't even name yeah. them. Yeah, like, right, because I – yep. I found when I started coaching up here, like, uh, you know, our, we would play against some travel teams. And a travel team, in my mind, is just this thing that is just a well-oiled machine, you know, talent all over the field. And then we'd play some of these teams, and I'm like, this isn't a travel team. You know, just it's just changed a little bit. So yeah. some of those top programs are definitely – still rolling there's just more kids are are doing it and involved which i guess that's a good thing yeah absolutely um, too so for sure and i i was wondering is, um so you were obviously a class a player there back then it was was a class a and double a in baseball that's yep right? yep so for those yes. who don't know double a would be the bigger schools a would be the smaller <laughs> schools dusty was at a smaller school and you'd be putting up these crazy numbers you know at your um in, in high school i didn't know I wasn't privy to numbers what you did travel ball, but I just thought that must have been really interesting for you to go and face the best players in the country during the summer and then come back here and face, you know, some class A pitching. That must have been quite the contrast for you. Yeah, it it was, uh, you know, just, you know, we'd travel the country, face, you know, top, top arms and come back and, you know, just in high school in any sport, after you play that, you're not going to face uh, the same arms, but, you know, like we talked about, the local baseball was was so so good, um, and, oh, yeah. and you know, 
not to go to high school, but like Coach Greer was going to play anybody, anytime. So he was always looking for, you know, we were going to play Springfield High. We were going to play Glenwood. We were going to play um, schools did. from Chicago. So yeah. no, no matter what, he, he wanted to play uh, the, best. the best teams. And I think that really, you know, playing on those travel teams in the summer helped me be ready for those moments too. So oh, yeah, it was that. a bit of a, yeah, it was a, a good experience on both ends. Yeah, and sometimes I sometimes I'd struggle with that slow curveball when I come came back, but I don't know if, if travel <laughs> balls the excuse the excuse for that or just not being able to hit much with spin. <laughs> yeah, you know, Greg um, Finnegan talked about how it was just such a great group of, of guys too. Like you guys were all very close, and um, you know, good families, and it was it was fresh for you guys because a lot of you guys were on di- different high schools, and then you would go do your, you know, your, your whole school year apart. And then you would come together for the summers and he'd be really fun. And there are these like longstanding friendships. Are you still keep in touch with any guys from the Statesman or. Yeah, I I do. I'm, I like to say I'm a bad friend. I don't keep in touch with anyone very well. Uh, Like I'm like, like I'm a good friend. You need me. I'll be there, but I'm not reaching out to you, but yeah. Like I still, I still reach out to PJ when he got named, uh, you know, like the next head coach at Lindenwood. And yeah, very cool. so we, we, I keep in touch with those guys. Yeah. But Greg's right, man. We had uh, so much fun together. And like I said earlier, like I didn't guys, like, I, you know, you, yeah. you kick my butt. I don't really like you. I want to, you know, you're not on my list of people I'm going to invite over, but <laughs> playing with, playing, playing with those guys um, really made me realize how much we had in common. Yeah. Um, and, and we really were able to build, really strong relationships you know they're coming to my wedding uh they're just just good good dudes we had some great basketball matchups at at some of these tournaments oh i bet there's some ballers on. i remember yeah yeah i remember clint cuffle thunder dunking on me and i didn't (laughs) even know he had the ball so uh pj pj finnegan and clint cuffle might be the greatest two-man basketball team i've ever seen so um but yeah we we made some strong relationships uh and worked out in the winter a little bit together, but it was really just like we were all playing other sports and yeah. summer baseball came around and we were with each other for, for a summer. So it was good, good stuff. And just a great thing to be a part of. That's so cool, man. I always said, I know I'm only a few years behind you, but I used to say growing up, my favorite teams were the Atlanta Braves and the Springfield Statesmen. You guys <laughs> were just like so crazy. Yeah. Just like everyone looked up to you guys around this area, man, for sure. I, pre- I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. That's all right. So, before we move on from the statesman, I gotta hit a few more Greg Finnegan quotes here. Let's hear he, has, he has some great things to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dusty had great play discipline and used the whole field. He was truly a complete hitter. When when other guys on the team kind of struggled grasping concepts like that, let's see. Dusty was a very smart player. He knew the game very well, even as a kid. He had great instincts and he could play any position. Uh, let's see. He said you you handled adversity really well in terms of like or not adversity, but pressure in terms of said scouts were around a lot of games in the summer. And obviously you'd be playing these in these high pressure tournaments against the best competition in the summer. And he said, you always rose to the competition. Like you were kind of their kind of their thoroughbred on, on the team. And Greg thinks very, very highly of you, man. You have a big, big, big fan in Greg Finnegan and PJ Finnegan as well. Yeah. Uh, thanks for reading those. Yeah. The feelings are mutual. Like <laughs> Greg. Yeah. Yep are some good people greg's one of those guys that really uh like taught 
me personally how to win and how to compete. Like there was oh, like that. Not you know, not a second that we played that Greg didn't want to kick that other team's butt and you can't help but learn how to do it. So, you know, it started with my dad coaching me young, uh Paul Castner in basketball, Greg Finnegan, Dave Greer, Dan Watson, Cliff Cameron. But he's on that that list of just men that taught me like we ain't we're not here to lose. We're gonna compete. Yeah, um, and if you you do lose, you handle it. But we're here to take. And so I really enjoyed my time playing for uh, Greg and Tim Hewlett with the Statesman too, because Tim was there for just a, just a couple of the years, and they moved down to Louisiana. But oh, it was right. a great yeah. great experience. Absolutely. Um, all right, I guess we are getting close here to starting our our uh, high school journey. And <laughs> man, uh, to me, like. Uh, Joey Albsmar quoted quoted you as like you are truly a hometown hero. Like there's something really romantic about a small town baseball, you know, I guess basketball too. You know, hometown hero. You're the stud of both sports. You guys are winning state championships. Um, great group of guys. You guys had lightning in a bottle with all these really, really talented athletes there at the same time. Let's start like freshman year. Like this is when it gets real. I mean, this is when like uh you know, you're going to be on the map for some colleges and pro ball and things. And how did our, how did your freshman year go at Pleasant Plains, both basketball and baseball? Why don't we start with, with basketball? Sure. Yeah. Basketball was, uh, it was, man, I'm trying to reflect here, Blake. It was rough. Uh, <laughs> I think we we're like a 500 team, you know? So, uh, when we were in eighth grade, we were a good eighth grade team. Uh, but you're not playing against, not all the teams in the in the state compete in IESA, so it's not really you know a true read of how how good of a team you are. But we had we had success in junior high, so I think we came uh, personally came into high school thinking that we would yeah. continue it. And our freshman year was a struggle. We we had some we were an older team, seniors. We played some some freshmen with those seniors and just kind of struggled all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. We had some ups and downs, but overall, I think we lost in like a regional semifinal to end my to end our year that freshman year. So, now are you are you starting? You're on varsity here as a freshman. Yeah, so I was on varsity. I I think I started some of the times, came off the bench some, so kind of in between. But uh, was was playing a a, a good amount of minutes, uh, and then my cast was a freshman playing on varsity too. Jester Rocco was uh, getting some varsity minutes too. And then uh, mostly seniors on that team. So the seniors actually had a great team the year before the, the Plains team the year before lost in the super sectional and a heartbreaker to the eventual state champions, Warsaw. So, okay. Like I, I see that as an eighth grader and I just think that's normal. So I don't know, you know, Oh, you we'll guys, just go to a super sectional too. Grade, right? We did, but yeah, yeah we did. Like I said, it, it's a little bit different. Not there's no like uh, Chicago Land teams. Yeah, but you know, still a cool accomplishment. But um, just not just not a true read on high school basketball. So right. we yeah. took we took some lumps that that fr- that first year for sure. Okay, but a lot of learning. Yeah, are you are you at your full size? So I, did you end up being about six four, six five ish? Is that what you would? Yeah. Say? So back so about that time I was six three. Uh, so not. I'm like six four, six five now, but I was uh, a big dude. I was probably like 230, 240. Some yeah. would call that out. I was out of shape, some would say. Um, yeah. 
but I was just a bigger kid. So like my, my transition to getting in better shape actually happened like the, the summer before my sophomore year. I was so, going to get to that actually. So if yeah, you talk about it. Let's go. Yeah. So I just, uh, man, I was a big boy and then I not, not had, bad, though, I, but just like a big dude, just a big dude. But I was like, all right, you know, I kind of reflected on how it went for me as a freshman and decided that I needed to, you know, focus on um, just health and getting in shape, eating better, getting stronger. And and one thing that we actually did at Pleasant Plains, which was huge, um, was they uh, implemented a strength and conditioning class. Really? So every, af- every athlete had to take strength and conditioning. Okay. And I think that it really just helped me personally, uh, but all of our athletes, so. And then I, I got down, like when I was playing the, the rest of my career at, at Plains, I was probably about 200 pounds. So. And you were pretty ripped up, if I remember. I, I mean, I was grew up thinking you were like a big dude, and you are, of course. And then like about around that, yeah, sophomore year, I remember seeing a picture of you in the paper, and you were looking shredded. And I was like, what, what Thank happened you. with Dusty, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah, just like, a, you know how it is. You just have like this awakening, like, man, I got to get this figured out. So as not a, that as I was a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, you had that awakening? I did. That's really I think cool. it was, you know, yeah. So just something that, like, I knew I wanted to, to play uh, sports as long as I could. So I was, yeah. you know, like, I'm a, I'm a teacher now. I don't know if you know that. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, t- I talk to my students a lot. Like, when I was in high school, there was just certain things that I was not going to do because I, I wanted to, I tell them, ball out at all costs. I wanted to play baseball and basketball. And that's it. That's a great so, quote, buddy. Yeah them too you got to decide what you're what you're all about um and yeah make your just make your decisions from there so yeah but i just had a moment and really focused on it the rest of my uh time in high school and then kind of continued it uh through college i absolutely love that um man so was is is becoming a pro baseball player on your radar at this point is this your goal or what are you what are you thinking yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask, I think if you ask 15-year-old me what my job's going to be, it's probably third base for the Cubs. Yeah. Like, without without a doubt in my mind, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I love that. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I think it's a good time, thing. I think like, you have to have that belief. They, and I did, and I had it. I, lo- I lose it eventually, but I'll talk about that later. But, yeah, <laughs> man, I, I mean, I had it. That was it. I was going to be a big leaguer, and, like, nobody yeah. could tell me any differently, and, like, don't yes. get in my way of doing that. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I, I want to do. And, I and love that. That, that. To 15-year-old me, that was it. So That was it. Was It was baseball. It wasn't basketball? Baseball, yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, I love basketball, Yeah. but, like, I kind of – I think I just saw, like, the – I thought I could take my career farther – yeah, in higher baseball. ceiling and higher so, ceiling yeah, in baseball for sure. Yep, that's what I felt like. Yeah. So that's beautiful, man. So then we're rolling into our freshman year of baseball, and you are with Greer, the legendary Dave Greer. I have a ton of respect oh, yeah. for him. I did a lengthy interview with Dave Greer here. I'll just post <laughs> on him too, man. He was a riot. I loved it. Um, so how's that how'd that freshman year of baseball go? It was good. I I I had a good experience. Like, you know, the thing about playing for Coach Greer is like freshman sophomore junior senior like he he does not care he's going to play the kids that he thinks are going to help him win and I think for um a lot of people that might be a hard thing to do but he really just yeah doesn't he just 
I mean, I hate to say he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's going to play those the best players who, <laughs> yeah. who deserve it the most. Yeah. And that you, that might be you who gets to play when you're a freshman, and it might be you who sits on the bench when you're a junior. So, yeah. um, you know, I really enjoyed my time playing for, for Coach Greer. Uh, yeah, he enjoyed you know, being winning. everybody. Yeah, so he, uh, you know, he was like – he was my elementary school PE teacher. Yeah. So um, – he, we would play basketball at recess and he would dunk on us and, and just, <laughs> I could see that bury us, but, but like preparing us for the future, like to, to yeah. want to win. So, yeah. But my freshman year, we, we, I think we were a solid team. Um, I had some guys on my team that played college baseball, Kyle Schultz, Chip Wagner, um, mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Murphy was a junior that year. Oh. He went on to play, he went on to play at SLU. SLU, amazing. Just, just as, yeah. Just a stud. Absolute stud. Um, yeah. One of the best hitters I've ever played with. Just Seriously. a stud. Yeah. So that so that freshman year, he was a junior. And we, you know, we it was kind of similar to do and accomplish the things that we wanted to. But but like for me, I was happy to play varsity and keep working hard and yeah. um just get better. But yeah, I had some some good dudes and, and the thing for me that that I really learned my freshman year was being a freshman on varsity. Um, those guys always treated me with respect. Um, I bet you didn't forget that. No, I didn't. And I, and I really tried to pass it on as I got older and yeah. um, especially like at the college level, being an upperclassman, you kind of feel like an, a young guy's coming in to take your job. But I always tried to treat that young guy like, you know, I was this kid once and I want to help and, make them as comfortable as possible. And those upperclassmen when I was a freshman at Plains um, really did that. And um, it's something I really appreciate to this day. Dusty, that is so in line with everything that these four guys I interviewed said about you this year, your leadership, you were stand up. The one maddening thing I almost kind of found was that you were almost too perfect. When I talked to these guys, <laughs> they were, there was nothing even like slightly off. They were just, you got compared to Michael Jordan two times and Tom Brady one time. So I'm going to say that. Hey, I'll, I'll take that, Blake. I'll take, I mean, it's, it's far from the truth, but I'll take it far from the truth, but I'll take it. Okay, cool, man. All right. So our freshman year is over and now we're getting into our sophomore year. Do you, is this, did you guys go to state this year in basketball or baseball? No, no. Uh, baseball, baseball ba- basketball. Yeah. Basketball. We were super young. Um, okay. I think we started, man, three three sophomores and a freshman and one okay. in a senior something like something like that but we were really young a lot of ups and downs that year but uh we began to i think kind of figure it out in basketball like okay this might be something that we can do at this level and have some success my so my sophomore year we had a new coach cliff cameron too who coached so, you in middle school who coached us in middle school yeah so right. my uh eighth grade was was coach cameron Okay, Paul Kastner, who um, Tyler Kastner was our point guard, uh, so his dad, and he had a ton of success at Pleasant Plains, um, was a coach and really worked with us when we were growing up because his son Tyler was my age, so he'd take mm-hmm. us around to three-on-threes and work with us, and so he gave a lot, but then over the, there was a coaching change, and then it was Cliff Cameron for our sophomore year, so we had some ups and downs, but, oh, but uh, we're working towards being a good team. So. Yeah. I mean, are, are you seeing these, these seeds of a potential powerhouse team coming or what is it? What is this? 
because the next year is when things got pretty serious. So what's it looking like the year before? So, yeah, we were just like a solid high school basketball team. I don't think any in the state would ever predict like the team's going to win a state championship next year, okay. if we're being yeah. honest. But, you know, okay. it's just something that, that we've always uh, – like we always want to win. We, sure. we lost some games. We're furious about it. We're going to put in the work. We've been successful before. But, like, I, I don't know if anyone would have pinpointed, like, that team as a team the next year that's going to – go on a run but yeah but, but just like did. A, yeah. we did but just a solid yeah. solid basketball season that year yeah fun i imagine sure yeah it was fun yeah we had uh, once again a good group of guys ryan murphy was a senior that year uh yeah. for he was a good basketball player too love Murph. yeah I love so, Murph. yeah so he was a fun guy to play with like talk another guy that you talk about a competitor just gonna like yeah. he'll he's a guy that you want to go to battle with for sure so he he was a good basketball player good teammate and we were kind of coming to our own. The young guys were coming to our own and, and getting ready for what was to come for Pleasant Plains. Sure. You know, the uh, the Canadler brothers said that Murphy is the best player they ever played with that didn't play pro ball. I, I, I see that too. So yeah. he, he could, man, he could hit. Flat like, out. And, hit. and the other stuff too, but like he could just hit. That boy uh, could and hit. Just, <laughs> yes, he could, man. Good, great, great player. Yeah. Good dude, too. Yeah, great guy. Great dude. Cool, man. All right. So now we're getting to our sophomore year of baseball. What's what's that shaping up for us? What what position are you playing at this point? Positions, I, I should th- say, probably. Sure. Uh, shortstop, third base, and uh, first base. But I think this – my sophomore year is when I become the shortstop, which I think uh, is just my size doesn't – isn't really – ideal but i think i just hounded coach greer like i'm the shortstop let me be the shortstop (laughs) Uh, i will make us better i want to play shortstop because with the statesman i had i had no shot of playing shortstop you know we had we had pj PJ. yeah and yeah i mean i've got a fun fact about pj do you know how good of a of a fielder pj finnegan was that man that man never wore a cup Ever. What college college baseball? Are you high school me? baseball? No, what? I swear that's how good that's how good his hands are. Didn't need a cup. I go out I go out and play old man softball. I'm putting a cup on. This guy's playing D one D one baseball without a cup. So that yeah, so I was fan. like, yeah, it's crazy. So I wanted to I you know shortstop was the position I grew up playing and I loved. So yeah. you know I just Coach Greer gave me a shot, uh, and then that's where that's where I played pitcher. Shortstop, yeah. and then um, from there. But we had a, a good season, made it to a state tournament, uh, lost in, I think, the first round to Tutopolis. Okay. So, which yeah. was a pretty big, which became one of our rivals, which is weird. They're so far away. But uh, we yeah. had that sophomore year. We good baseball, for sure. Yeah, they are. We had a, a good run. Uh, like I said, we had Ryan Murphy, and then a, a bunch of the core group that was going to, uh, be a part of the team in 2000 for the for the next year. So we had a great arm in Matt Clark, who's kind of one of the most underrated guys from our area, I think, with how Matt dominant Clark. he was. Yeah. He, he was played. just – he was so – he played at Illinois State. He was so yeah. dominant for us at Pleasant Plains. You know, his uh, – just a, like you gave him the ball, we were going to win. And yeah. uh, we just we just believed in, in him, and he really dominated on the mound for us. And, but yeah, that sophomore year we lost. I think three two in extra innings in the quarterfinal, and it got us 
got us hungry to to get back there and yeah take care of some business so and i think that we really wanted to win for coach greer too uh because he's he's been he always had a saying he says you get there there i'll take care of the rest uh i love that yeah and and uh we believed him. Like he's just the guy that if if he said run through the wall, you just run through the wall. Um, oh, that's just the perfect. guy that you he's that you perfect. really got behind. Let me quote Dave Greer then right off of that. Uh, Dusty was had the drive to be the best. He was hard on himself. He was a loyal soldier. That fits right in line with what you were saying, buddy. He said it over and over how you were just such a good how you you followed and how essentially you know you're. If your best player is also your hardest worker, who is also your most coachable, that sets such a tremendous tone for the program, for everyone else underneath him, man. So, yeah, kudos to you for that, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate I it. You have, I know you have a hard time taking compliments here. but Yeah, uh, <laughs> not it's not my style. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Everyone, not my know, style. It's funny because, for you guys that don't know, when I first pitched this idea to Dusty to do it, uh, to come on, I kind of texted him and was pumping him up, and he was going the opposite the whole way. Like, no, I wasn't that great, and this and that. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna pump you up here, buddy. But um, I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're at let's just say we're at our junior year now, and this is such a a magical year. I'm really excited to talk about this for you guys. Um, if you don't know, um, or I guess I kind of mentioned it earlier, but this is the year that Pleasant Plains set uh, Illinois State high school history winning the state championship in basketball as well as baseball uh dusty had a year for the ages in basketball and in baseball i'll get to those stats eventually here but man if you could let's just start with basketball so junior year what's the roster looking like what are you guys thinking going in let's start with basketball so take me there buddy sure we going into that year i think we expected to be a, a good good team but you know, just being like small town, you don't you don't really have a clue. We you know we want to we play to win, we do all that, but we're really like clueless where we stack up with the state tournament. Like the state tournament to me growing up was this thing. Like I wanted to play in a state tournament, I wanted to win a state tournament, but yeah. it was also like you know like watching Duke basketball. This thing that was just something that you didn't really know what it was or how you were going to do it, but you just wanted to. So uh, we came out. We were starting a senior, three juniors, and a sophomore, and then a sophomore, like Jordan Roth, Bo Gum off the bench. So, yeah, yeah, just two legends right there. And we started, like, Tyler Kastner, a junior, Justin Rocco, a junior, Aaron Zerko, a senior, and Ryan Sunley, a sophomore, another legend right there. Yeah. So we were, like, we were young. Um, and I think we won our Thanksgiving tournament pretty easily and then like the first state rankings came out and I think we were in the top 10 and we were like that was a moment where we're like okay you know I think that we we can do this and we can um be good so you know because our our rival Riverton and Clint Cuffle were I think they got third or fourth in state or made it to the elite eight the year before okay so they were a year older than us in in school mm-hmm. and uh just just a little bit ahead of us so that's kind of who we were chasing we were chasing Riverton. So they had just done what we wanted to do. They had made it to a state tournament. Uh, they had some older guys that were really good players and, and our conference rivals. And they, they were who we wanted to be and who we wanted to beat. So, yeah, but we, yeah. that junior year, we, I think we started out, man, 26 and 0. 
Didn't lose a game. Wow. Lost, and then we lost a Riverton shootout game and then to Riverton back-to-backs. We went to thinking that we're the greatest team in the world and to two tough losses, but I think those – I don't believe in like a loss helps you, but I, okay. but I know it's cliche, but I actually think it, kind of, it did kind of wake us up. You know, sure. you're a young, young, dumb high school kid. Your coach can tell you anything they want, but you're not going to believe them sometimes. You know, we're good enough. We we don't need to do that. So, uh-huh. um, but but it really woke us up, and but we uh, then we got hot at the right time and went on a run. So, went on a run. Yeah. What what that what that state championship? What what did securing that state championship feel like? Or is there is there anything you could, you have takeaways from that? Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully no one judges me, but it's one of the best moments like of my life, just to do something like that with your best friends. Yeah. Like that's like that. that It's, it's like, that's the greatest part about small town sports. That's why I went into teaching and coaching was like that moment is one of the reasons why why I do that, you know? So I hope that kids get to feel that what I felt with my best friends um, sometime in their life. But, you know, it was just, Years and years of hard work, what we talked about before, years and years of hard work for our parents, and then to do that for our town and community um, and, and achieve something that, like, it was it was on my, I told you, my short list. Win a state championship, play in the major leagues. And to, oh, man. To, to, check, to check one of those off with my, you know, my friends was so special. And still, to this day, one of the best moments of my life, we, we get, go to a, you know, we had a reunion this year at Pleasant Plains, and it was just a, a great night to hang out with those guys. You know, I told you before, I'm not great at communicating, but you get in the room with each other, as yeah. you know, I'm sure, with your teammates. Like, you, you don't miss a beat. So, sure. um, it's just something that I'll always cherish. I'll always remember. One day I'll tell my children, although they probably don't care. So, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Okay. I loved how you put that. Thanks. That's perfect. You know, I – this isn't, this isn't, I, maybe it is lost on you, but even though I don't really follow local high school athletics too closely these days, but still in my head, I think when I think Pleasant Plains, I think winners because all from your era. And that was, you know, 20 plus years ago now. And, but I still think in my head, like Pleasant Plains wins. So we've been, I've got a couple young kids and we're thinking about where, you know, where are they going to be? And if they're going to get be good athletes, what would be, advantageous for them and i still think well maybe maybe planes you know dusty bensko is out there like all these guys are winning state championships and do it blake pleasant planes come on (laughs) come on over come on over want to be a cardinal yeah man okay yeah do it so so you guys are riding that that high and then come going right into baseball season and do those seasons overlap at all are they pretty close yeah i mean we no time. We we won a state championship, and I'm on Saturday, and I we're in practice on Monday. I think Coach I think yeah. Coach Greer maybe made us take a day off. Yeah, but I think we were we were all there anyways, and we we wanted to to go to work anyways. But yeah, I think the baseball team maybe had a week of practice before we joined them after the state basketball tournament. Wow, that's crazy! And you hadn't been practicing previous to that. You were all basketball. All basketball. I I would do some. Uh, some hitting on Sundays with the statesmen, mm-hmm. uh, but just just a little bit. Not what not what kids are doing now, uh, which right. You know, it's it's just a full time sport. So for me, it was 
when I was playing basketball, that was it. When I was playing baseball, I was playing baseball and I didn't really do any of the other stuff and didn't think about it. And yep. not, not saying that either one that what we're doing now is wrong or right, but that's just how we did it. So, sure. um, yeah, that first swing of the bat was the first practice. So, all right, but so this, this is your magical junior year. I'm going to rattle off your stats here. Are you ready for them? <laughs> sure. Everyone else is ready. I'm excited to tell them. All right. In 112 at-bats, this man did some damage. Um, 53 runs scored, 73 hits, 11 doubles, one triple, 17 home runs, 66 RBIs, and you batted 652, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you must have felt like you could not get out. Let's Just tell me about how the season felt for you, man. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine you feeling any more confident. Just let's go, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it was uh... – we actually, as a team, we, we really struggled early on. I think that we, uh, man, we're something like 10 and five, no, 10 and four. So we lost to Rochester, which was where Coach Greer went to high school. Okay. Um, and that's a team he didn't like to lose to. Sure. So I'll never forget that we, we lose to Rochester. He takes us to the, to the outfield for a post-game talk, and an hour later, we'll, we're still out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh what whatever he said whatever he said worked because uh, i think we yeah. rattled off like 20 some straight wins after that but like i'm sure like you know being a, a high school kid like i talked about you you win a state basketball championship like no matter how locked in you are getting focused on what you need to do for baseball i'm sure that um maybe we weren't all there but we, we got hot and and yeah. had a good run and like I said before, Coach Greer was always going to challenge us. We were always going to play um, the best teams. He worked his butt off. He was having events at Landfair, a Plains Classic game. You know, he was yeah. always getting us games and getting us great competition to play against. But, yeah, for me personally, it was, you know, uh, a good season. Uh, you know, our lineup was loaded. We had Bo Gum at the top who – I think maybe led the state in stolen bases that year. 61. A gr- yeah, just just 61 like, stolen bases. And insane. He played yeah, he played hurt. So um I think he had a torn rotator cuff and did all that with with that. Wow. Uh, so he had had a great year. Tyler Kastner had a solid season and then myself, Jordan Roth, Joey Obsmeyer, two sophomores starting for that team just hitting the crap out of the ball and Jordan was one of our best pitchers, and then we had some seniors uh, in the middle of the lineup. But yeah, it was it was a good team. You guys were loaded. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were. It was a lot of guys that played competitive baseball outside of high school too, which yeah. I think helps. And sure. just it was a lot of the same guys from basketball too. So guys that I think every player but but Matt Clark played on the basketball team. Really? So, Interesting. Yeah, it was it was guys that had won before and knew yeah. what it knew That's what it cool. takes to win and knew what it meant. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a, a solid season. That's powerful. I had some, knew, knew how to win like that. Yeah. So, and then for me, I hit the ball well that year. So yeah, you also threw well as well. You were also starting on the bump. One of their aces. Yep. Yep. So I think Matt Clark was our one and then Jordan Roth and I were like, you know, the number yeah. two kind of sure. combined together. And yeah. Uh, but like I said, Clarkie that year, I think was 13 and Oh, wow. Pitched against <laughs> the best teams through, through the Friday quarterfinal wins, 
comes in and relieves the state championship, you know, pre-pitch count, of course, but uh, he, he got it done. So, um, but yeah, that the, the state championship baseball game is maybe like one of the, maybe the greatest game I've ever been a part of. So it was great a great, great comeback. I just want to talk about that comeback, Blake, in the, yeah, we'll in the seventh it. inning. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, we were down nine, six, nine, six, top seven. Who are we playing? Uh, I'm rem- playing Addison Drift. Okay. So they're loaded. They've got their pitcher on the mounds going to Illinois next year. So um, I strike out in the top of the seventh, come in, throw my hit the camera guy taking photos. <laughs> so uh, not my proudest moment. Uh, yeah. But then I go, but then I uh, get up and we, you know, Tyler Castor let off the inning with a hit. I strike out. Jordan Roth puts the ball in. I think they throw it away. Ryan Nelson gets out. And then uh, Joey gets on base. And then a couple big hits. And all of a sudden, it's 10-9. And it's just mayhem in, in Lanphier Park. So, it's like 20 minutes of sports I've ever been a part of is, oh, is that comeback. I'm, and the best part is, like, you know, yeah, I, I – I tell people all the time, like I struck out in that inning and if I could live any moment of my baseball life over again, it's that it's the inning where I strike out by really? far. Like just such a, was such a great moment for, um, you know, the town art. Like I said, it's just like high school sports. It's, it's, there's just doing something with guys yeah. that you've known for so long and grow up yeah. with is just, it was Magical. special to me personally. Yeah. So, oh. but yeah, that game was back and forth, back and forth. We're down nine. We put up four in the top of the seventh and then find a way to end it on a double play in the bottom of the seventh. So that is, I can rattle I off that me. inning just cause I watched, just, I watched it in December. That's why I, I know I, I remember it at our reunion. They, they played the game for us. I think that's on, I think it's on YouTube as well. Yeah, that, it that is. That whole yeah. game is. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And this is, this, this is so funny, man, because, uh, Joey warned me that the whole time I was going to have to fight you because you were going to every time I wanted to talk about your stuff, you were going to deflect and go start talking about the team. And you've done it consistently this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. All right. So two state championships in one year. I I already I've said it twice now. I'm going to say it a third time. Only time in high school history this has ever happened. Total lightning in a bottle. What a, what a cool experience for you guys out at, out at Plains. Um, you're going to be heading now into your senior year. I want to pause for a second. What is the recruiting process looking like for you at this point? Are you signed? Are you getting looked at? Are people hounding you? Like, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I'm getting recruited. Uh, like, you know, I, I've had some some small communications with like MLB scouts after like some postseason games. Mm-hmm. Some communication with college coaches throughout that summer. Uh, the the summer before my senior year, uh, I went to the I played in the area code games, right. so there was yeah. some communication from from college coaches there. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of my interest was through uh, the, our team having success in high school and then statesman baseball. That's really like you know because you know how it was. We really didn't have any like there was no PBR. Showcase way different. Where I went and, so different. Where I went and threw us. Yeah. Right. It's like you know, you you 
I was seen in a game. I'm sure that's how you were seen is yeah. is in a game or we your, your coach like on YouTube and stuff. No, no, I, I couldn't go to an hour showcase and throw 94 and then right. be like, where's Lu- where's Louisville with my offer? Uh, <laughs> you know, equally, equally hard. I'm not taking away from how it's done today. Like, yeah. I wish that it would have been easier that way, I think, sometimes. Seriously. But yeah. Um, so for me, it was they came out to our state tournament and then they came out to uh, statesman games. And my schools that recruited me were really mostly uh, Midwest schools. I had a few schools talk to me a little bit about like uh, baseball, basketball, like Evansville, oh, cool. Illinois State had talked had talked to me a little bit about doing both. Was that ever um, something but, you considered? Uh, it was, uh, but like you know, I really think like at that time I was like I'm not going to college. Um, that was probably yeah. what my mindset was. Yeah, that, just personally, I was going to sign with the college. I was going to do what I was supposed to do. Sure. But like deep down, I thought like college to me was college to 17 year old me was a backup plan. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was recruited Illinois, Illinois State, Evansville, like some other Big Ten schools. Ohio State had contacted me, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, but mostly Midwest. And yeah. the ones that showed the most interest were um, the Illinois, Indiana State, uh, Illinois State, those schools. So did did did, did Carbondale even talk to you? Oh, they did too. SIU too. So, okay. SIU also. Okay. So. Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so did you sign before going into your senior year or into your senior year? I, I signed in uh, November. So that was okay. also something different too. There was no like early commits. Like I see guys that are like 2026 20, grads committing to yeah. Illinois right. now too. It's just, it's just such a different uh, landscape than what yeah. guys uh-huh. like us went through. Yeah. So yeah, I signed like at on signing day with Illinois, and I decided if just a few days before really, and I really didn't have any college recruit recruiting me until like my junior year of high school. So, really? Yeah. Okay. So how um, did how did we end up signing with U of I? And you obviously played under the famous Itchy Jones. Um, yeah. So. Uh, how did we end up deciding on U of I versus all these other schools that, that showed interest? Sure. So Illinois, uh, it's a tough question. Just, I just felt like uh, something about the Big Ten uh, was appealing to me, even though at the time Big Ten baseball uh, wasn't as strong as it is now. Big Ten baseball right now is, is really, really strong. When I went, Big Ten baseball was just okay. Yeah, I feel like that might be like there's just more talent in the Midwest, I think, these days. And um, kids are staying home a little bit more, the best, best kids. So, yeah, I wanted to have a chance to do both pitch and hit. So that's something that they told me I I would get a chance to do. Um, And then, you know, it was it was close enough to home to be close, but far enough away. And then it was a, a bigger school, which is something I wanted. Like Evansville recruited me, but that's a smaller school. Yeah. And just coming from a small town. Sure. One of them was a bigger, uh, a bigger school. So, and you have, and I you. liked, uh, it was, yeah. The, and when I went on my recruiting visit, the, the guys were good. They'd been successful. I liked the coaching staff. Uh, Eric Snyder was the hitting coach, Dan Hartlip pitching coach. And they were, and then itch was the, the head coach so i just right. like the coaching staff and 
Um, like I said, I thought I thought maybe they could help me continue to get better. Sure. Now, is this accurate that you got a 100% scholarship there? No, no, no. Don't let people Not. fool you. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I, I was told that you got a full ride, like full 100%, which is, for, for those that don't know, a Division One roster has 11.7 <laughs> scholarships to divide amongst 20, 30 guys, which is spread pretty thin. So. Yeah, it's not enough. I think no. maybe uh, one of the other schools maybe offered that a hundred percent. Okay, but I can't. But it was not at Illinois. No. Okay. I was about to say that is a, a big investment to put a you know hundred percent scholarship in one player. It would have been a big investment, and I would have really <laughs> let them let them down even more than what <laughs> than what I did. <laughs> they, they would not have. That would have been like. In, investing in Peloton stock <laughs> price is about zero. <laughs> okay, man. All right. So we're, we're, you're signed in the fall of your senior year of high school. Yeah. Yep. Uh, does that, does that take pressure off you? Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I feel good about it, but you know, I think reflecting back, it's probably like, I'm just, all right, checking the box of what I'm supposed yeah. to do. You you Let's go out there. I did, yeah. I mean, I really believed it. So everyone did. Everyone in the community yeah. thought you were getting drafted. Yeah, like a million percent. It was just a matter of how how high and how much money. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So, but you know, life doesn't always work out how we plan it. Does no, no, never. <laughs> okay. That's okay. We're yeah. gonna get there in a second. So, like, all right, senior year basketball. Let's let's roll through that, and then and then we'll just keep going here. Yeah. So, uh, senior year basketball, we've got everybody back but one player. Uh-huh. So um, I th- our expectation is to win it again. But we have we play uh, early on. We play in a, a tournament with some double A teams. Get beat a couple games, but uh, get hot during the regular season. Win. We lose. I think one game to a Class A school during the year, mm-hmm. and uh, but we're still I think the number one team in the state all year long. And then uh, roll through a regional, roll through a sectional, and then we lose uh, in the super sectional on a last-second shot. Heartbreaker. Yeah, heartbreaker. So, it's a Macomb. And, then, so. and, and, and that's the end of your basketball career? Forever, yeah. yeah forever. That one – Was that lo- tough to follow? Or? Um, basketball game. Um, I've told a couple buddies this. Was actually like like I cried after that. We're losing my last high school baseball game. I did it. I don't know if it was because I knew I was going to play another baseball game. But, oh, yeah. yeah, but for whatever reason, man, taking off that basketball jersey the last time, you know, because it was like I said, the small town. Like it was guys I'd played basketball with since yeah. kindergarten. Like and then that was it. And it was so uh, so uh, like any loss is abrupt in the postseason. Yeah. But like for us, like we fully expected to to keep on playing and it was just yeah a tough one so I once again don't judge I still think about you know think about it from time to time and just Zero how tough judgment. it was and yeah just how tough it was it was a tough yeah makes you grow but man did yeah. it suck at the time for sure yeah for for the ultimate competitor like you it's not surprising that you know a loss sticks with you some 20 years later you still maybe lose a lose sleep over it every once in a while I yep. do, yeah. My <laughs> my wife might might give me a hard time for that one, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, man. That's what we're we're going back and telling the stories right now. So this is yeah, the first yeah, time yep. to talk about it. 
All right, man, we're, we're rolling into your senior year of high school baseball here. You are already signed to U of I. Um, you have these hopes of being drafted. You know, the, the table set. You had an absolutely monster junior year. Can you take us through kind of what your senior season was all about, how it felt for you? Are there scouts coming around, like professional scouts? Like, let's go. Yeah, there were, there were scouts that would come around and, um, you know, have me hit BP, come to our games, check, check it out. Uh, me, I really struggled my senior year, like just mm-hmm. didn't, didn't perform how I wanted to struggled at the plate. Personally. I have to imagine so, that after that monster junior year, uh, you weren't seeing a whole lot of fastballs or you, you tell me how you were being pitched. I just imagine you're getting fastballs two feet off the, off the plate and curveballs in the dirt. Yeah, I think sometimes. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure at the time I was chasing and you know wanting to be aggressive, wanting to hit. But yeah, for whatever reason, I I just struggled uh, and didn't didn't hit uh, perform how I wanted to, which yeah. was at the time disappointing. And but our team was still we were still uh, successful and yeah. made it to a super section or made it to a elite eight. And, uh, but just, yeah, for me personally on the mound, I was fine on the field. I was fine. And, but at the plate, just, uh, a grind all year long. Like I just felt like, I'm going to pause you real quick because your grind, your grind is going to be someone else's (laughs) best career. They, you know, best year they ever had Dusty's uh, grind year. He hit 458, had seven homers, 56 RBIs, 22 doubles, 52 runs, 54 hits. You get the idea here shoved on shoved on the mound so not the numbers you put up your junior year for sure and uh i imagine putting some pressure on yourself with the scouts around or how does that feel for you yeah i think so like like i said it's uh it's what i it's what i always wanted it felt like it was it was close very close so um you know and even though maybe in hindsight it wasn't close but it felt close And, and at the time i thought like i'm so close to this i've got to you know, do this and do that. And, um, but like, I never felt teammates, um, my parents, nothing like that. Just, you know, it was more of the pressure of wanting to do great to get to take that next step. So, yeah. And then absolutely. just, just didn't perform how I, how I wanted to. So we're, it you have I learned, I learned ear. a lot. Do you have no, any you scouts in the ear telling you? You, I'm gonna. Be, you were gonna take you in the. You know, I, I read somewhere that uh, you were projected in the ninth to nineteen ninth to ninth. Sorry, through nineteenth rounds. I, I found an article somewhere on you that said that. Um, did you get any? Were you told anything like that or? Uh, not not as specific as that, but just like we're interested in you and we're gonna take you. Had a few meetings with some scouts at my house with my parents and Coach Greer, uh, mm-hmm. pre-draft and just talking about what would it take to sign you and, and things like that. So um, it was like the process was good. When Coach they Greer, that, I think... They're asking money-wise for, for those that don't, yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Money-wise. And, you know, we were pretty like tight-lipped about it because like I, I didn't tell anyone, but I think, you know, whatever number they said, I'd say yes, because it's just what I wanted to do. Okay, so you didn't it's, have a number you're holding out for. You didn't say, Dustin, no, 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 I didn't. I, yeah, no, I didn't. So I said, my my thing was, and my family's thing was, 
um, take the pick and we'll talk from there and see what the slot money is and go right. from there. But I never said like, I need $200,000 or anything like that. It was more um, just, and, and like back then it was probably a lot of hearsay too, like word of mouth stuff. It's like a different time. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, in today's world, it's like Baseball America has you as the 74th best pre- – well, that's pretty certain, you know, where sure. for for our age, it was a little bit more word of mouth. I probably bought into some of the stuff that maybe I was hearing that maybe wasn't the most accurate stuff too mm-hmm. um, from, from a, just a, from around me and, you know, others. And like when it's something that said about – you're gonna believe it and especially when you're a young kid well so. said. Like, that was part of it too so yeah okay so that was part of it too so yeah and um so senior season did not end in another state state tournament or it's not not a state championship. no uh, we lost a- uh yeah lost in the elite eight to benton got our got beat pretty good never really had a chance so mm-hmm. in the in the elite eight gotcha and then so, like you said, you it wasn't the end of the road, obviously, for baseball for you, and you had the the draft to look forward to. What, um, yeah. So, what is you obviously did not get drafted out of high school. We're just gonna go ahead and say that now. Yeah, how are you? Okay. How are you? How are you feeling after that? I mean, what I think collectively the whole community was kind of shocked that you did not. Get yeah, drafted. I think so. I, I think everyone kind of thought this was written in the stars that you were going to get drafted. It was a matter of how high how much money we're going to be seeing Dusty Bentz go in the big leagues in a couple of years. And I remember hearing a whisper that you had asked for all this money. So I figured that's what happened. Like you said, it was all hearsay back then. And obviously that, yeah, that was not the case. Sure. Yeah. No, so, no, it wasn't. Yeah. So, so like going into the draft, I thought like, okay, I'll be drafted at some point, you know, it's not going to be a top five, 10 round, but I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to have a decision to make. And, you know, back you watched on the computer as the draft like ticked across the screen. So, I mean, I sat there and watched it and then, uh, yeah, it never happened. So, uh, man, how'd I feel? Probably yeah. terrible. Uh, just disappointed. I think yeah. what really got me was like, I was disappointed for myself for sure, but also for like, I you kind of feel like you're letting everyone around you down uh, yeah. a little bit. No matter how true that is, it's just like I just felt like not only am I disappointed because it's something I wanted, but I kind of I let the people around me down down by not not getting drafted and not fulfilling that goal. And so it was. Yeah, it was disappointing for sure. I totally get what you're what you're saying by that. And uh, to to your your testament here, Joey Albsmeyer said you handled it phenomenally. He never heard you moaning or you know complaining why i didn't get drafted and it was just you you always kept your your chin up and moving forward so that's quite a compliment for you there yeah i appreciate him saying that yeah i've got to dump some dave greer quotes on you before we move move on to (laughs) college here you ready let's hear it yep i had another i had a great interview with dave i have a lot of respect for him i know he can be he's a pretty fiery guy and uh (laughs) yeah here we go um Dave said you were the hardest worker he has ever had. Um, I already said that you were, uh, he said you had the drive to be the best. Um, let's see. He actually, so this is interesting. He says he takes the blame for you not being drafted in high school. And because he said a lot of scouts were coming around asking you, and I could feel kind of like the pain in his heart when he was telling me this, that they were asking you to do a lot of extra stuff like, 
wanting you to always hit before games, like or just doing things that you wouldn't normally do as a team, but they just wanted to specifically see you. And then he kind of wanted to keep the, the team more like focused and he said no to some of those things. And it's something that he kind of re- regrets looking back. Um, yeah. Okay. You, you have any comments on that? Or you want me to just keep rolling? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. So <laughs> I thought I, I said, I, you know, he did it. He was, uh, he handled it great to me. That's got nothing to do with it. Uh, yeah. Like he, I never felt that at all. And I never have ever thought that either. So what do you hear that? Day? Talk, you I'm going to have to have a talk with him. Yeah. You can take that burden off your heart, buddy. Yes. Okay. Forever. He says, you always had a dirty uniform. Um, this was a cool one. He said, dogs got to be dogs. And Dusty was a dog. Is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a t-shirt right there. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, you were never afraid. You never backed down and that you were always a winner. Uh, he believes maybe some of the pro scouts might have backed off a little bit because of your ride to U of I, but who knows? Um, he said you were the greatest high school uh, area player of all time, and he considers you amongst amongst the greatest locally of all time, regardless of class. Called you a true teammate. Uh, he said you could have been a D1 basketball player. Uh, he told me a really cool story, and so did Albsmeyer. Uh, and we'll get to that, but I, I'll just I'll say part of it now. But he said the hardest ball he's ever seen hit was at a sectionals game in high school. And it was a majestic, in quotes, home run over the lights at Lincoln Land. Uh, both Joey and uh, Greer described it amazingly. They talked about it. it. was One of them said it was still going over the lights. One of them said it was, you know, um, 450 feet plus. The ball was never found. Um, it was still going up. Yeah. Just like, like, you know, one of those stories, like when it gets told over time, it gets better and better. I'm sure it was one of those. Um, it's one of the good things about hearsay. There is that ball. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, said you're Tom Brady like, um, and then hey, last, I'll last take quote, it. Hey, we'll take that. Right. Last yes. One. Every day. Yeah. He said, you are the greatest in Plains history. There's nobody close. Um, the greatest competitor he's ever had in the past 30 years. Plus, there's no small school athlete like you in Illinois history. That's uh, pre- pretty cool things he was saying about you, bud. Yeah. He obviously thinks very, very highly of you, and I can tell by you how you speak about him. You think very highly of him as well, man. Yeah. Mutual yeah. feelings. He's, yeah, just a great guy to play for. Taught me a lot of those qualities that he's talking about, too. Yeah. All right, man. Here we go. The journey begins. We are freshmen at U of I. You are playing for the legendary Itchy Jones. I've uh, got your stats right here in front of me. Looks like you didn't play a ton. Got about 25 games in. Uh, can you tell us what the, what it was like, you know, just going from Plains, a, a smaller school, to this Big Ten program? You have these amazing facilities. You're playing top competition around the country. You have access to, you know, you know uh, strength coaches and meal plans and all this stuff is what was your first year like there, buddy? Yeah, it was a, uh, definitely an, an adjustment. Just, you know, you walk in and it's fall ball and you've got to compete right away. But, you know, I felt ready to compete high school baseball, statesman baseball. Both those things definitely did a, a good job of preparing me to play. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fall, you know, fall ball was, was normal, felt uh, like it was a, a decent fall. Went in, um, competed. 
was getting some time at third base, second base, a uh, good group of guys around me, experienced guys around me, uh, but expected to play mm-hmm. in the spring and, and, you know, went into the winter. And I think a lot of like your transition, your freshman year of college is, is just kind of trans learning what work really is. Like I, I feel like in high school, I worked my butt off. I was mm-hmm. constantly hitting. I was down at the gym shooting. I was mm-hmm. working hard, but like you, you get to college and it's just kind of a different level, different efficiency to it, a purpose to it. Well said. Uh, that, that I was trying, that I was trying to, to pick up from and, and learn from that, from those older guys. And like I said, my time at Plains and the Statesman helped get me ready for that. But it, you know, it took me some time to, to transition for sure. So just to kind of get used to being on my own and yeah, absolutely. taking care of me and get, you know, meeting all the expectations athletically. Uh, it was for sure an adjustment. And then, you know, we go to the winter and come back in the winter and get ready to play in the spring. And I, I thought I would get to play. Uh, I don't think I expected to start the first few games. So, uh, I didn't start those first few games. I came off the bench. But then I, I, in the second weekend, I became the starter, believe it or not, at second base, which. Second base. Like my second <laughs> base. I, I never played second base ever. Not not yeah. a pick. Never. So uh, they just had, Illinois had a, had a void there. I, I was brought in to play third base, but we had a really good senior third baseman who uh, all big 10 hitter, Luke Simmons. So I was not gonna like take his job. It was his job. So they found a place where I could play a little bit. Uh, and same with first base. We had a great first baseman, Andy Schutzen right up to like to double a for the Cardinals, but second base was an opening. So I started, uh, the second weekend started for like 20 games or so was hitting like, you know, two, not, I wasn't like doing anything crazy hitting about 270, 275. And then, uh, I'll never forget we're playing Purdue, and they've got a, a pitcher who's going to be a top ten draft pick. Uh, throws gas. The Cubs picked him. I can't think remember his name. Chad Blasco, maybe or something like that. But he threw gas. And then I get to the park on a Friday night, and I'm just not in the starting lineup. And then I'm not in the starting lineup the rest of that year. And it was really just never, never my way back in there. So, and like I said, I wasn't like. It's not like I'm hitting 400 and I'm like, I wasn't doing sure. anything incredible, but I also right. felt like, man, I really think that I could continue to improve and continue fi- to figure it out. And yeah. Um, you know, I think what happened was maybe they just chose like the other guy I was competing with was definitely a better defender than me at second base. It was a more natural position. So, but yeah, just so disappointing. I, you know, I expected to go there and play and, help sure. our team win and we yeah i struggled I, I i struggled we our team struggled and it was just just a rough go so i mean that's got to be your first taste of ever sitting on the bench right it was yeah man and i handled it like a big baby too so <laughs> i like i like i mean i did like if any i did not handle it well i mean i think <laughs> i i i just yeah i had never sat the bench before like if on like I never really failed before, so just yeah. both those things were a tough pill for an immature 
19 year old to swallow so those can be big i think i called teaching lessons moments yeah i called i called my brother-in-law uh dan watson so uh he was my high school baseball coach basketball coach now my Mm brother-in-law i called him like with man like probably in like may of my freshman year like i'm done i'm playing basketball really he he politely told me to shut the up and, and, and stop being a baby and, and he really That's woke me at. up i was man i just you know like i said i think i was immature so yeah. and like i I have a quote I, I joke around sometimes it sucks to suck it does suck to suck like i wasn't playing well my team was struggling um and i just uh didn't handle it how i should have you know 40 year old me looks back at 19 year old me and there's some things that I would change. So hindsight's 2020, isn't it? It always is. It always is. So my question to you is, I mean, you're, I just imagine you, you're a guy that has pretty, uh, pretty, pretty confident in his skills up to this point. What does it feel like to not be, I don't know, like you were always the best player on every field you stepped on it essentially for the most part. And just to, I mean, what is, where's your confidence at after this first year? Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think, uh, until I went to Illinois, for whatever reason, I never had what, any doubt as yeah. a player. Like, I just never had any. Like, no matter who was on the mound, I was better. Whether that was yeah. true or not. Like, to yeah. me, and you know, Blake, like, if you believe something, oh yeah, you know, then, then, was, then that's what it is when, yeah. when you're playing. 100%. So, I think that that just – so, my confidence, yeah, struggled. So, it was it was a battle and it was and I grinded for man the rest of the time I played trying to to get it back where I was as confident as I once was and it was something I never really feel like I got back fully um, which is yeah. on which is on me for sure but yeah. uh, I mean it's yeah, baseball is it such would, a tough it, game mentally on you man, it is it'll, yeah it would bring you to your knees oh man I've I've <laughs> I've had my my confidence and my heart crushed by baseball more times than I could count buddy. <laughs> me too so yeah, yeah that's where i was for sure all right so freshman year um doesn't go exactly how you planned don't play a ton got some got some experience you kind of have an idea of what big 10 competition is like it, it, th- this summer are you is this when we're playing for the springfield rifles and the cicl yes that, yeah that first so year? so for you guys, yeah i looked i looked this up man i did uh I did so much research for this, Dusty. I, I'm, did, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to declare myself the ultimate historian of Dusty Bensko's <laughs> outside of your family who might know. I appreciate closer, it. But, man, I've, I've, I've deep dived this, buddy. Um, so you had a great summer for the Rifles this year. You, you end up being the number one ranked prospect in the CICL. So the CICL is no longer a thing. Uh, it used to be the Central Illinois Collegiate League, and it was one of the stronger leagues back in the day. I'd say top five-ish, maybe. I know there's it's spread out. There's quite a few college leagues now, but it was a big deal to play for the Springfield Rifles. A lot of prospects. A lot of guys played pro ball. How was that summer for you, buddy? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was great. It was. I it was. I got to play with uh, PJ again. I got oh, to yeah. play with Matt Matt Clark again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just. Oh, my, you know, my guys I grew up with. So it was kind of like getting back to my roots of baseball. That's cool. Because, you, know, you know, you go somewhere, you struggle, your team struggles. Like, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's not fun to struggle. It's not fun for your team to struggle. So it was it was a good experience to play for the Rifles. You know, play, had some great guys on my team. Billy Clayton, oh, who Billy played Clayton. in pro ball. 
Um, but he, he taught me, he gave me some great tips about just playing the game, the mental side. Uh, really cool. And P, yeah. PJ and the really good summer. So like after that summer, it's like, man, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Good again. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was feeling I'm good back, again. Baby. Felt like, yeah, <laughs> I am back. So, you know, yeah. cause I, when I, when I, uh, Illinois that year, when I went to the bench, I had a volunteer assistant coach who would throw me BP all day, every day. So he really worked with me um, and just got me ready to play in the summer. And that's kind of what, where I shifted my focus to. I was upset I wasn't playing, but I was like, all right, let's let's get better. And it paid off for that summer and had a, a, a good summer and played with some good dudes. Yeah. What, uh, what position are you playing for the Rifles? Third, uh, third base, first base. So okay. PJ's on that team, man. I'm not touching shortstop. Come on, man. PJ no. was Spider Man at shortstop. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so really I was playing was. some third base, some first base, uh, and no pitching. Still, no pitching. Okay, are you are you fine that pitching pitching is done for you at this point? I, I I know looking at your stats, you did pitch a little bit at U of I, but that's a few years down the line. So are you? I didn't mind it. Yeah. yeah, I am. Like to me, pitching is over. So it's not okay. something that. Uh, that I'll do. And it wasn't really something that I like once I got there and didn't pitch, it wasn't something that uh, really bothered me at all. Yeah. You, you, you thought your, your ticket to the, to the, to pro ball was with your stick for sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. hundred percent. Cool. All right. So confidence is back. You had a great summer with the rifles. Um, um, let's see. We're going into our sophomore year. We have a strong sophomore year. I'm looking at the stats right here in front of me. Uh, we started 46 games. We hit five bombs. We hit 326, um, nine doubles here. I would say a strong sophomore season. Uh, just t- take me through it. Was 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 the sophomore year different for you? I mean, are we are we stronger? Are we hitting the weight room? How's how are things going for you here, bud? Yeah, yeah. I felt like I had. Uh, it was a decent year, so I felt yeah. like I improved. Got stronger, had a better approach at the plate, uh, was was more confident as a player. Mm-hmm. Our team struggled again, so we were, I think, bottom half of the of the Big Ten, so we didn't qualify for the Big Ten tournament. So we, but um, overall, for myself, I felt like I uh, played well. The year I kind of struggled a little bit and uh, came out of the lineup a few times, but once again, that's on me to be better but overall yeah much much better year got to play more sure and uh than i did my freshman year for sure okay you just mentioned interesting that you had a better approach at the plate um can you give specifics on that was there a change in how you were looking at things or you know thinking as a hitter or what you were trying what were you trying to do sure for me uh my issue my whole life was anything with spin Mm -hmm. uh chase chasing out of the zone so my coaches and I just kind of came up with a plan to eliminate spin early in the count. If you, Blake, as you know, the key is if you see it. So eliminating, <laughs> eliminating, eliminating spin is tremendous. <laughs> Me neither. So eliminating, yeah. Eliminating spins a good idea. No, no, eliminating spins a great idea unless you can't pick it up, which, which yeah. <laughs> that was me. So, but it was just I, I for me. It was guys. the strength. Yeah, I always read about guys like the Derek Jeters and all these big league guys that could read spin, and I was like, "Well, I I could, I could never do that." I just it was very Me hard neither. to pick up spin, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. 
that's why we're yeah. talking here and not not at Yankee Stadium. Like, uh, <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, but so yeah, I just try to adjust, like, um, try trying to adjust what my zone was and what my approach was. So, sure. uh, gap to gap, and uh, try to stay off spin as off. Struck out less, put the ball in play harder, more, uh, yeah. and you know my approach before was just hit bombs. If I'm being honest, so. <laughs> It was really the first time that I really like thought about <laughs> thought about an approach and tried to do it in a game. That's amazing. Hit bombs. That's, that's the truth. I was that's what I was I was I was brought up like you you swing hard and you hit it hard and that's it. So yeah, it was really one of the first times where I really dove in. Like it was nice. We could watch film. We could watch our at bats. I mean, it was outdated. It's like on a DVD that I'm rewinding, but yeah, it was good. They had some good stuff that could help you get better if you wanted to so i felt like i got i got better yeah over the course of that year yeah obviously it looks like you had a good year you obviously proved that you belong in the big 10 and you you know as a sophomore this is is the type of season you can build on and hopefully you know junior year senior year we're we're putting up even bigger stats we're putting ourselves into draft categories here so after this year you end up and go play in the alaska league is this right yeah yeah summer for the peninsula oilers Yes, I remember reading an Man. article about this, and um, it was it was really cool. I remember you talking about uh, there were times when you know uh, it was it's either daylight for twenty four hours or is it darkness for twenty four hours or daylight, daylight. Okay, yeah. yeah just I, I'd love to hear about your experience in Alaska playing for the Peninsula Oilers, buddy. Sure, I'll, I'll talk about the good stuff first. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh... Man, I'll never forget the my flight gets in the first night. It's like 11 p.m. and this is like you know pre Twitter, pre Instagram, pre Google. So you really don't know what you're walking into. Like right. I've heard from some guys like, oh, it's daylight there a lot, and I'm like, all right, get out of here, whatever. <laughs> and it is like the sunniest day you've ever seen. So I'm like, what the did I just get myself into? Like I, you know. We're driving at 11 p.m. from the airport. There's people mowing their yards. I mean, it's what? it's the craziest what? it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. We had uh, at our field. We had every home game was at 7 p.m. Our field did not have lights, no really? lights. Wow. 7 p.m. first pitch. So we'd you know we'd go play our game, and then like go salmon fishing in the river after the game, and and it, the sun wouldn't set till like 2 a.m. It was the craziest thing ever. So nice. it was a really, it was a really like cool experience in that cool, just small town wilderness, yeah. really good baseball. There were some dudes in that league. That yeah, I it was a strong in. league. Uh, it was a very strong league, wasn't it? One story. Yeah. One story I like to tell, I'll tell you how my summer went. So Jacoby Ellsbury is in that league, you know, oh, wow. stud big leaguer. Sure. I think he hit 496 in the league, wow. something insane. Yeah. And I hit I hit one ninety six. So there, there's the story the story of, of two different summers. So I, I bet you he had a little bit more fun than I did. <laughs> so so uh, you hit one ninety six. Are are you struggling mentally going through that? Oh man, yeah, going? man. Just bad. So uh you know, I tried about twenty two different stances. Uh mm-hmm. so that's actually so this is actually where pitching comes back in. Okay. So I struggled so much at the plate. I talked to my manager. I was like, man, listen, I suck right now. I'm killing us. Let me go see if I can throw a bullpen and, like, be an arm, be something. 
mm-hmm. instead of just a waste a waste of space. So, like, I went in the bullpen, and I and all like I just went down. I threw a bullpen. I like touched ninety two, and all of a sudden had a slider, and I've never had a slider before. Hey now, and, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden I could pitch. So, <laughs> uh, I and I don't know why. Like in high school, I just threw it as hard as I could, and that was the end of it. But like all of a sudden, I had so, so then I pitched and and ended up throwing like ten or eleven innings that summer and threw really really well. So, but I sucked as a hitter, Blake. I sucked. So, <laughs> what was what was going on with? Can you? Do you have any ideas what was going on? I mean, was was the no, no, just, that good, or were you in your head, or tell you tell me, bud? I think it was just back to the like the the doubt part that we talked about. Just yeah. you know, it, and then you know, one Man. question cre- creeps in, and just yeah, once that know. once that seed of doubt is in your brain, it is tough. it is yeah, and I you can get rid of it for a little bit, but yeah. I really believe that like uh, that that's what really separates great great players is like their ability to handle that. Well said. Um, and how they can work through it, or yeah. their ability just to have never had it. Um, yeah, some of the best guys probably have never had it. Other guys that that make it or are really great college players just really have that ability to to handle it well. And that's like as a coach and teacher, that's what I really try to help the kids with. Just because I know, like for me, it was a struggle. Like the yeah. you know the self doubt the confidence at the plate playing the game and how personally I took it to to try to help others deal with what I went what I experienced is a big one but yeah that Dude, summer man beautiful. one Jacoby Ellsbury 496 <laughs> me 196 and that's not that's not a, like a fabrication I'm pretty sure that's what he hit in that league so Were, was there anything at, in place at U of I or were you doing on your own to try to correct some of these issues you were having with your confidence i'm talking you know mental skills training sports psychology anything like that sure that's a great question uh so before my this the fall before my senior year uh we do bring a guy in at illinois uh, and he really 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 helped me personally and like my senior year not to skip a year my senior year i had my best year and i think it was really yeah, absolutely. Uh, you did. A part of a part of working with that guy. So, because back then, man, it was still like very. You just didn't do that. You didn't talk about it. Exactly. You know, you yes. Yeah. You just sucked it up, sucked it up and you <laughs> played, and that was it. And yeah. No matter what, it wasn't like, man, I'm struggling at the plate because I have some doubt. Like I would, you just wouldn't talk about that. So it was really refreshing that Illinois brought a guy like that in to to talk to us, and it, it really I mean, helped it, me out a lot it could be looked at as a weakness back then, you know, for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, you don't, you don't want to let your coach know that you're struggling like that. No, no, no. You didn't complain. Whatever the coach said went, you, you know, you didn't say any of that stuff. So um, I'm happy. That's one of the few changes that I, that I'm happy that it's, it's just more acceptable to focus on that aspect of the game uh, mm-hmm. to make players better. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. All right, man. So, we had our experience in Alaska. I mean, did you live with the host family up there? What was that? Was that anything worth note noteworthy? I did. I yeah. I mean, they were a good family. Uh, yeah. I had I put like seven blankets on my windows so I couldn't see sunlight <laughs> when I went to sleep at two in the morning. I didn't have a I didn't have a car, so I was trapped in a house in the sun in Alaska, batting one ninety six <laughs> for an entire summer. Sounds like you had a great <laughs> so a lot time. of. And like no internet, so I had a lot to think about, Blake. A lot to think about. 
I got a little, so my, I played a little bit of indie ball and the first house family that I had, uh, they were, they were in Chicago. I was playing for the Schaumburg boomers. They had no internet yeah, and yeah. no, no, and no AC. And they said I was welcome. Oh. To, yeah. They said I was welcome to any food in the house and they had like no food in the house whatsoever. That's the same so, as mine, mine in Alaska. They were like, you're welcome to any food. And I was like, <laughs> there's no food. And I have $4 in my bank account. So this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Yep, for you guys out there that don't know, um, some college summer wood bat league teams um, and even minor league teams will hook you up with sometimes a host family where you will go live with them. Uh, they will, you know, take care of you. Obviously, not going to be paying them, and sometimes they help you out with perks, whether it's groceries or things like that. I mean, and there's a full spectrum of some people get great great host families that give them a ton and are very gracious, and some get, you know, a little more difficult ones. But that's just how it goes sometimes. Some get no AC in an empty fridge. <laughs> All right, man. So we're coming back for our junior year here. Um, had a little bit of a tough summer. How are we feeling going into our junior year? What are we thinking, man? Yeah, well, I, like I know I've got some work to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like is all, all about getting back. Winter's about getting back. I go into the season. Uh, I put in a lot of work in the off season with uh, – J.R. Kai's head has transferred there to Illinois yes. from Lincoln Land, so one yeah. of my statesman teammates. Yeah. So we went back to school early, and we really put in a lot of work to prepare to play. So I felt like I am, I'm ready to play. I sure. feel like I'm maybe in the best spot that I've been. Yeah. Um, at Illinois, so I feel I'm trying not to let that summer, you know, impact my time at Illinois. Different. Are you season. working out with Jr.? Yeah. So we. Yeah. We went He's back, man, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if I played with a harder work worker. Yeah. Yep. JR. Yeah. I mean, he. You, buddy. Everyone yeah. Knows he work ethic, man. He, he worked his butt off. And um, we both had similar junior seat, which which I'll talk about. Like, we, we both struggled. Yeah. But we both put in the work and felt ready to go for our junior year. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I was in a good place. I think we opened that year with, like, at Mississippi State. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Duty Noble. So, like. What a cool atmosphere. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to play there at Murray, too. It was amazing. Oh, so awesome. And it was – I mean, they, they took it to us, but, like, uh, it was a great experience. I started out hitting great, uh, hit a few bombs early at Mississippi State, had, a, I think, one more solid weekend, and then went in a little bit of, slump, of a slump. Uh-huh. Uh, probably got my average down to, like, 250, maybe, maybe a little bit lower, and then just got – um, taken to the bench, which yeah, was the I'm... right, de- which which was the right decision. Okay. Like if I'm the if I'm the coach, it's hard for me to say this. I bench me too, mm-hmm. um, and then but just never uh, never got back in the lineup. So just yeah, like that junior year just felt like kind of like a a waste of a year for me personally. So I can't remember what my, how many ABs I got or any of that stuff. I got it right here. We're in 33 games. You got 105 at bats. Yeah. So maybe more than I reflect on, but a lot of those were early and then about halfway through just struggling a little bit and came out and never got, got back in there. I came back in at the end of the year and kind of had a surge the last like two weekends. So for those of you don't know about a a full season of at bats in, in a, college division one is about 200 at bats so you got about half of that hit hit 267 three bombs here 
And you, like you said, you ended up kind of back on the bench here at, at some point, kind of losing your starting spot. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So probably, yeah, right as we like started conference play was when, when that happened. So, and just never, never got back in there and got consistent uh, ABs until later. So till towards the end of Okay. Disappointing for sure. Yep. For sure. Okay. So, for those of you also that don't know, the junior year is a big deal. If you go to a four-year baseball school, that's when you're draft eligible. So I'm sure you were probably thinking this is the year you really got to make your mark. You're trying to get drafted. Doesn't happen. Where are we at mentally after that? Yeah, I'm down for sure. Because, like, mm-hmm. like I, I think, like, over the course of my college career, like, reality, like, you know, 17-leaguer in my mind, like, yeah. now reality is kind of setting in, you know. But you still have – like, at least I did. I still had that hope. Like, I had these yeah. glimmers. Like, I turn it around for a summer. I So, like, can you do it enough to get a chance? And then all you need is that chance. So, I, like, I still had that hope probably. So, it was really um, disappointing to not get drafted. But yeah, I, well, I can't say I was surprised. Just, like, my high school, I was surprised. This one, it's what I was expected, but was still, you know, disappointed that it that I didn't have the – the career so so far to get that opportunity yeah absolutely all right so junior year doesn't go as great as we would would have liked we're going to end up in the coastal plains league playing for the wilmington sharks that summer am i correct yep take me there man how'd that summer go for you it was a great summer like we were just kind of talking about host families my host family was awesome shout out to the matthews family so they had two Two young kids, uh, I think nine or ten year old twins, Kyle and Kaylee, and they were awesome. Came to my uh, Leanne and I's wedding, and uh, are still I still com- communicate with them, so that's how good of a host family they were. But mm-hmm. uh, my Coastal Plains League coach was my same manager from Alaska. I hit one ninety six for him, was terrible, and he thought it would be a good idea to bring me to his team in the Coastal Plains League for some reason. So. <laughs> No, no, but he's a good dude. Uh, he's a great guy. So he was a pitching coach, Kyle D'Eduardo, a pitching coach at Winthrop. So uh, okay. I have a way better summer, hit the ball well, uh, make the all-star game, win the home run cool. derby. Okay, uh, here we go. Yeah, and then I actually got offered uh, a free agent contract by the Rays that summer, the Tampa Bay Rays. It. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Man, it was a hard decision. Uh, I bet. So I so I go out. I have a good summer in the Coastal Plain League. We're about halfway through the summer. I uh, win the home run derby at the All Star Game. Hit a bomb at the All Star Game in front of some, a bunch of scouts. So the Rays like come up and talk to me, and then make me an offer to sign and uh, skip my senior year. So just sign as a free agent. So yeah, was, was there any bonus involved? Or they just want you to come. Uh. Yeah, like twenty five thousand, I think was was what it was. So like, you know, money's money, but also pay for my the rest of my school. Okay, which you know, who knows what I would have done. But so I talked to my college coaches, talked to my family, and like I feel like I'm in a pretty good place baseball wise. So my decision was I'm gonna not do this really? and just be you know just be a guy. I was just worried, like, all right, I'm we're a guy that they only spend twenty five thousand on, like if I'm if they don't like what they, see. so I'm like I'm gonna go back to college, yeah. have a great senior year, 
and then get drafted and and maybe I'll get a little bit more money and they'll have a value in a draft pick. So that yeah. was my plan. Um, so it was bet a hard decision yourself. though. Yeah, betting on yourself. Yeah, I did. It was really hard because like the goal of like, all right, I want to play professional baseball. It's, it was right there. There, yeah. And, and to walk away from it was was oh, really happen. hard. So, yeah. yeah. But I talked so, to Coach Greer, my brother-in-law, Danny, uh, and my college coach, Eric Snyder, uh, and they gave me some really honest feedback, uh, which was helpful. Because, like, in times like that, you don't want somebody that's going to sugarcoat it. You want the truth. The real deal. So, yeah, for sure. yeah, and then they really helped me uh, make some decisions. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and bet on myself and have a great year and go from there. Bet on yourself. So I love that. For for those of you out there that weren't following, there's something you said in there about basically they offered you 25000 signing bonus and you felt like that wasn't so basically hired guys that get drafted in high rounds can get hundred thousand two hundred thousand million dollars multiple million dollars and teams are invested in them and they will give them a longer leash in the minor leagues to you know work through some things as opposed to someone they gave twenty thousand to or gave no, no money to and then you get a hook real quick if you're not playing well would, would you agree with that yeah yeah that is like can, yeah. can you make it and you sign for five thousand bucks of course but it just sure. Like the it's more harder. money someone's got invested in you, yeah, it just absolutely. you know feels like the more opportunities you're gonna get. Yeah, you nailed that. Yeah, cool. All right, man. So we are back for our oh, so we we turned down that 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 offer from the Rays there. I that hurts my heart as a baseball guy that you know scraped to get into. I did everything I could to scrape to get into indie ball, and you're, you're you're turning down this free agent offer. That's tough. You're betting on yourself. That's a ballsy move. I do respect that. We're going back for a senior year, and you have a terrific year, man. So what you, – you kind of talked about some mental skills training you did. What what changed your senior year here? I'm going to go ahead and read your stats before we start. So uh, quite the jump. 57 games, 200 bats, 51 runs, 11 doubles, 16 home runs. Led the Big Ten. Led the Big Ten in RBI, 67. Led the Big Ten based on balls, 36. Hit, uh, what am I seeing? Three, 317 here. So solid, solid senior year here, man. Take me through it. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. We, you know, our team won the Big Ten Conference. So we, like our, my first three years there, we were, we were not very good. So mm-hmm. we, we won the Big Ten Conference, which was great. But, and then for me personally, I was like, I finally played how I expected to play. Yeah, there and, we go. You know, I think it was like the, the mental skills helped. And I think just me growing up and, you know, just kind of maturing a little bit as far as what I could control and what I can't control and um, just focusing on um, my game as a player and kind of just kind of let loose and saying, all right, this is it. Go out there and play. Be you. You know, I think sometimes as an athlete, you can get in the habit of trying to please 22 different people. And mm-hmm. I kind of focus on what's my team need? What can I do for this at bat, this pitch? And that's really what helped me uh, that year. But I finally I just that. kind of put it all together at, at for yeah. that season. Like when your team's going, you know how it is. Like it's funny how baseball works. When your team going and our team was going, you just kind of fall in line and, and have that confidence yeah. of your team. And there's I a mean, moment we were loaded. I, yeah. I think we had seven guys drafted maybe from that team. Oh, wow. yeah. And then I, 
was a free agent. I thought JR could have had a chance with the year he had for sure uh, to sign free agent. I think he deserved it and yeah, just JR didn't get it. That's, that's how for sure. he could have. I mean, he was skilled enough, and that's just how it works sometimes. Uh, it is, man. It's a tough game. Unfortunately, it is. So, yeah, but it went it went as, as great as it could, and um, I was happy with how I played, happy with our team's success, and felt like, you know, pre-draft, like, all right, I made the right decision. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So, oh, man. I felt good about it. Right. Okay. So, all right, Dusty, I'm going to go ahead. We're getting real close to the end of our two hour here. So I'm going to okay. pause it here. So guys, okay. we're gonna, this is going to be part one and I'm going to hang up and call Dusty right back here. Okay. All right, bud. Are we good? Yep. Yep. All right, man. Call you back in two seconds. Sounds good. <laughs>